Hey y'all, welcome to the Fitness Mama podcast and happy Halloween. I don't know if you guys celebrate Halloween, but I love Halloween. I've always loved Halloween since I can remember. I think that's just like the theater kid in me. I always loved dressing up as different characters and I take my characters very seriously. I'm talking accents. We have backstory. Listen, telling you it's a real thing um but welcome once again i'm happy you are joining me on this wonderful halloween saturday halloween is finally on a saturday which is great uh, however uh, obviously there's a pandemic going on so that puts a little damper on all the fun things that we possibly could do in a normal halloween season but i hope you guys have a great day i hope your kids have a great day and it gets you fully embody whatever character or costume they have chosen to be on this day. So the first thing I want to talk about today is that I was actually having a conversation with someone the other day and I asked them if they liked scary movies and they said no. And then I started to question my life. Uh, Am I weird because I like scary movies? Like if you ask me, like, which scary movie is your favorite? I'm going to go on a complete tangent about how I love The Conjuring. I love um, Nightmare Before Elm Street. I like all the Stephen King movies, the remakes and the originals. I like Candyman. I like Jason. Um, I like Freddy vs. Jason. I like... insidious i like i could go on for days about all of the scary movies that i like and what's so funny is that i am like deathly afraid like when i'm watching the movie i watch the movie literally with my hands over my face between my index finger and my middle finger i just hold my eyeball in between there and that's that's all i can see from the movie and whoever is next to me is going to get grabbed and pulled on like 1700 times And it is what it is, but I love like the thrill of being afraid at a movie. Um, It's it's awesome. Do you guys like scary movies? Um, I'd love to hear your preference on scary movies. If you guys want to send me a voice message and um, I'll comment and tell you if I like that one or if I thought it was eh, whack. But let's move on a little bit into our vegan spotlight dish, you guys. So um, I am vegan, and I will go on a whole tangent about that in another episode. But my vegan spotlight dish today that I would recommend you trying is a vegan pumpkin spice pancake recipe, um, which it's fall. Everyone loves pumpkin spice. Um, it's sort of healthy, so I, I, I don't feel bad telling you to make this. <laughs> so get your pens ready. I'm going to give you the recipe and talk you through how to make it. So you're going to need uh, one and one-fourth cups of flour, three tablespoons of organic cane sugar, two teaspoons of baking powder, three-fourths teaspoon of pumpkin pie spice or cinnamon, uh, a pinch of salt, 
a half of heaping cup of 100% pumpkin puree, one and one-fourth cups unsweetened almond milk, a one teaspoon of vanilla extract, one or two tablespoons of coconut oil um, for the pan or the griddle that you're going to use to put your pancakes on, and then some pure maple syrup to taste uh, when you serve it. All right, guys, so we are going to mix in a medium-sized mixing bowl. So grab one of those. You're going to add the flour, the sugar, the baking powder, and the spice. So these are basically all of your dry ingredients. Mix them up really well. Then you're going to add in your pumpkin puree and your non-dairy milk, your almond milk. Mix that up super well. All right, and so now we're going to take the coconut oil that I was talking about earlier, put it on your griddle or your skillet, and use a measuring cup to measure about one-fourth of a cup of batter. Place that on the griddle or skillet, and then let that cook for about three minutes, and then the edges will start to bubble a little bit, Um, and then flip it. (laughs) be careful don't get uh batter everywhere um let it bubble on the other side for about three minutes and then you're just going to take that one off re-oil the skillet and continue until the batter is gone and then you will have these delicious pumpkin spice pancakes and you can serve them with nice maple syrup uh, or maybe if you want a little bit of crunch you can put some pecans on top um, and you know just enjoy kids will love this recipe because what kid doesn't love pancakes uh, I'm sure there's probably one out there but my kid loves pancakes um, so that's your vegan spotlight dish for today So now that we have talked about some food, which I love food, let's go ahead and switch over to our product that I want to tell you about today. So I posted on social media this week a video of my daughter playing with a new toy, um, a learning toy that she got for her birthday. Uh, And people were just blowing up my inbox asking me, what is that? What is that? So I'm like, I need to share this with people. So the toy is actually a learning toy um, and kids can learn to read with it. Um, It's very interactive. But the name of the toy is, listen up, VTech Explore and Write Activity Desk. We got ours um, from Target. Uh, Well, someone bought it for us from Target off of registry and since we put it together she literally has not gotten off of this thing Um, i will sit at my desk and i set it up right next to my desk so when mommy is doing work um she sits down and does her work and it has a really cool interactive like writing pen um stylist where she can trace letters on it it comes with um different little attachments that they can uh, that kids can learn body parts fruits vegetables all these cool things and I'm we've only had it for about five days and I can say that it's it's freaking awesome um so go out and see if you can find it if you want to entertain your kids my daughter is four so she's at that age where she's really trying to learn to read and write if you are in that situation um 
go find it. Again, the name is VTech Explore and Write Activity Desk. Let's get back to Halloween now because I love Halloween. Oh, I am like a whole potion bottle full of witchy vibes. You guys, I'm telling you, I am. I love it. I love Halloween. I don't care if someone says it's not a holiday. It is. And I love trick-or-treating. I will love trick-or-treating until the day that I go trick-or-treating in heaven. (laughs) But I want to take today to talk about fear because that's one of the biggest things around Halloween, right? People go to haunted houses to get frightened by things, scary movies, Halloween, the whole Halloween series with the, the serial killer. When you think of Halloween, you think of fear, you think of scary things um, and things that are frightening. But I want to translate that to my personal self and I want to talk about my fears. And these have drastically changed over I would say even just this past year. So when I sat down to think about what I wanted to tell you guys, I realized that a lot of the things that I thought I was afraid of, I'm no longer afraid of. And we will get to that. So what I want to do is break my list of fears into things I used to be afraid of and things that I'm afraid of now. Let's start with the first one. The first thing that I used to be afraid of was failure. I I feel like I spent so many years of my life like not doing the things that I wanted to do because I was afraid to fail in front of other people and have them see me in a situation that I wasn't very proud of. And over the the years that I've grown, I've just realized like, I don't care. I don't, (laughs) I don't care that much what other people think about me. Everyone is going to have an opinion. They're just like buttholes. Everyone has one. And everyone is going to feel entitled to say something about what you're doing and whether they think that you're succeeding or not. And I say, dude, just go for it. Don't be afraid to fail because if you fail, you learn something and you move forward and you fail forward. You pick yourself back up, you keep trucking and you accomplish those goals that you didn't think that you could achieve. And you just show people like, yeah, I did it. Thanks. You know, but even not even other people show yourself, have a little conversation with yourself in the mirror. Like, girl, what are you afraid of? You're afraid that you might trip and fall. So you're not going to do something like that's it sounds silly. And that's how you have to think about it. You have to think about it as it is silly of me to quit something that I really want to do before I've even given it a chance because I am afraid of failure. So that's one thing that I have learned. You know what? I'm not going to be afraid of that anymore. So that's the first thing that I used to be afraid of. So in connection with failure, to me, it wasn't only just failure. It was also rejection. So with the failure, obviously for me, if I was trying something new or trying, you know, 
something that depended on whether someone was going to like me or not as far as modeling or uh, theater or something like that. Um, that rejection is is hard on me. Well, it was hard on me. It's not hard on me now. I have adopted a very profound um, way of living. And it, it goes like this. Uh, you only live once. And some people say YOLO. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, that's how I feel about rejection. Like, it is what it is. Like, if I fail, if I get rejected, I'm not everyone's cup of tea. And that is something that I have learned over the years. And that is okay. You are not going to be everyone's cup of tea. You have to find your tribe. You have to find the people who are on the same wavelength as you. The people who accept you for you and love you the way you are. And if you're not some other person's cup of tea, so be it. And that's something that has carried on uh, into my relationships of all kind. So not just, um, you know, my romantic relationship. In romantic relationships in the past, I have been very afraid of rejection of like, how is this person going to feel if I say this? How is this person going to feel if I think this? And if I have to question my true feelings, and if this person is going to accept my true feelings, there's either two things wrong there. Either I need to be more confident and, you know, stand up for myself or two, that person is not for me. If that person is making me feel that I have to question what I'm doing, that's not your person. That's not your tribe. You got to let that one go. Um, so that is something that is connected also to the fear, fear of failure is fear of, of rejection fear of vulnerability. Uh, you have to be vulnerable in all of your relationships. I always say this because you have to open up to people so that they can see who you are, so that they know whether they are your tribe or not. And that goes with me for my life. I'm very vulnerable and open and I, I give to my friendships and um, I give to my career. I I share a lot of myself with with a lot of people on, you know, social media and this podcast now, and I'm being very vulnerable. This is me. And old me wouldn't have been okay to do this. Old me would have been too worried about rejection. And now it is what it is. YOLO. <laughs> YOLO, YOLO, YOLO. Say it three times fast and make that your mantra for today. How about that? Another more serious thing that I used to be very afraid of um, was anxiety and depression. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about this because I suffered from really severe social anxiety growing up. Um, I don't know why, but as a child, I was sometimes terrified to speak in front of people. I was terrified of what other people were going to think of me, how they were going to react to something I did. And that is hard for me because I see my daughter and she is so full of life. And I make sure that I encourage that. Like, I'm not going to let anybody 
cover your light, baby girl. Like, go shine. I tell her the same things that I tell everybody. You're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. So just be yourself and be happy. And it's going to suck, you know, when you're going through school and there's those bullies that, you know, think you're not that cool. But it is what it is. Like, that's not going to matter years from now. These people are temporary in your life. And if you're in the situation now where you're listening to this and there's people around you who make you feel less than what you are, that's a reflection of them, not a reflection of you. But yeah, um, I, I really suffered with social anxiety. And what I found was I faked it until I made it, <laughs> if that makes sense. So they always say fake it until you make it. And I took myself and I found something that I love to do, which was acting and being on stage. And I realized I loved to do it because I didn't have to be me. I could be this person who had confidence and did certain things a certain way and didn't care what anyone thought. And at the time, you know, I, I was acting. And the older I got, I realized that all of those qualities of that person that I was when I was acting, I could just be that person in real life because that's who I wanted to be anyway. So I have adopted those qualities of confidence and of sureness and of empowerment and all of these things. And I, I basically can say that, you know, I faked my way into confidence and now I have confidence and now I don't have social anxiety. I will pretty much talk to anyone now. And I'm not saying this was an easy thing. This took practice. It took so much practice. I'm talking about, I used to get nervous, almost to the point of throwing up, sweating, um, body is uncomfortable, crying, because I had to speak in front of people. And that was just never going to work. <laughs> so it, it takes work. And if you're suffering from social anxiety, my advice would be, I'm not a professional, but my advice would be every day, try to do one thing that you didn't do the day before. Even if it's just saying hi to a stranger, because what do you have to lose? If a stranger, you're most likely never going to see them again. And oh, golly, but what if you say hi and they turn out to be the super nice person who becomes a lifelong friend or maybe a boyfriend or something like that. What do you have to lose? You're not going to lose any dignity by saying hi to someone. And that's kind of how I thought about it. Every day I tried to speak to someone or say a little more than I did the day before. So that's one thing that I, I used to be very afraid of was speaking and I struggle with social anxiety um, and being awkward and very nervous around people. And the other thing that has to do with anxiety is I used to be very, very anxious and depressed. And there, there are many things that went into why I was so depressed and wasn't able to, you know, pull myself out of the dirt and keep moving forward. And I spent a lot of years so depressed and crying, crying all the time. And just there's so many things that 
goes into depression. And for me, it was just a, a low, a low in my life. And when I finally crawled, because it was a crawl, it was not, I, I'm not going to say it was a, a great journey. I don't think that my my journey from depression until now was beautiful in any way. It was a crawl, a fight. When I finally crawled my way out of that misery, I was a new person. I'm still a new person. Every day that I go forward, I become someone new. And what I can say is that after I got out of that miserable hole of depression, Whenever I would start to feel sad, even it was just even if it was just I had a bad day, whenever I started to feel sad, I was terrified. I was terrified that I was going to get sucked back into depression and things were going to be miserable and my life was going to suck and I was going to hate myself and all of these things. That's what came rushing back to me just because I had a bad day. So now that I have taken the time to, you know, do some personal development, read some self-help books. I'm, I'm all about reading, you guys. And now that I have gotten better at how to control my emotions and how to handle situations, I'm no longer afraid of anxiety and depression. And, and that's a whole thing because I feel like being afraid of anxiety and depression can make you an anxious and depressed. Um, so it's a cycle. But now I'm not afraid of it because I've learned these tools. I've learned that I don't have to face anything by myself. There's nothing wrong with talking to a counselor, talking to a friend. You know, if you are having problems, talk to someone. That is the one thing I have learned in my life is – you never know what someone else may be going through and they might have the words or the the answers or the solutions to the problems that you're going through, right? So just take that time and, and talk to somebody. But that's what I can say about that. I, I used to be afraid of anxiety and depression and now I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> so those are just, you know, a few things that I am super terrified of what well, used to be super terrified of and now I have I guess conquered my fears so now I want to talk about some things that I am afraid of now I think that now I am afraid of fear I always say this thing, it's no fear, no limits, right? So if you're not afraid of anything, you can do whatever you want. But on the flip side, I like to set goals that make me a little afraid, make me a little nervous. So there's a fine line in between, you know, how fear can motivate you or be detrimental to you. So I think the frightening thing about fear for me is that it can be detrimental. It can keep you stuck in a place you don't want to be afraid to try something afraid to let go of a situation or a relationship that's not serving you in in any way and for me being afraid uh i'm afraid of being afraid because i don't want to be stuck i'm afraid to let myself be afraid of accomplishing my goals. And for me, that's a big one. That's 
That's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of being afraid. And to connect that with another thing that I'm afraid of, I'm afraid of regret. So I'm afraid of being afraid because if I'm afraid, I will have regrets about things that I never tried. I don't ever want to regret not trying something just because I was nervous or frightened by the idea of doing it. I have so many goals. I have so many things that I want to accomplish in life. And I don't want to look back and say, wow, I I regret not doing that. Or wow, I regret not trying that because I was afraid. Guys, back to our profound statement, YOLO, right? YOLO. If you're afraid, YOLO, do it anyway. You know, there's things that we probably shouldn't do, so we're not going to talk about that. But those goals that you are going after, YOLO, do it, right? I I always try to come with the most amazing mantras when I talk to people, and this one is just it's just appropriate. YOLO. <laughs> so I think those are two things that I'm afraid of now. Um, another thing that I'm afraid of is um, spiders. I will be very honest with this. I, I love Halloween, but I hate spiders and I hate seeing spider decorations because it just makes me think of spiders crawling over my body and it makes me want to throw up. <laughs> so I hate spiders. Um, I'm deathly afraid of spiders. Um, and I think the last thing that I'm afraid of that I'm still currently working on because I'm not perfect. I am afraid of letting my daughter down. And that's a heavy one, right? That's not, that's not, I'm afraid of spiders. That's, that's one that I really have to work through emotionally because when I found out that I was going to be a mom, I was okay. I was happy. I was very happy, but I was nervous and I was very scared that I wasn't going to do a good job at being a mom. And I've now I, I think it's an irrational fear. My husband tells me that all the time. He's like, why were you so afraid? You're like amazing. You're best mom but there's so much responsibility on trying to help this little person be the best person that they can be because I don't want to have a little a-hole child you know like I want to I want to raise a child that is going to give back to the world and be socially aware and be understanding empathetic and sympathetic uh and see things in the the grand scheme of things, I, I want her to really be understanding and have emotional intelligence and also be and also have cognitive intelligence. And so that's something that is, is rough on me every day. Um, I would say it's rough on me, but it's something that I'm um, very aware of. I I try to be a good example for her. And if I do something that's not right, I tell her, you know, mommy, mommy had an oopsie. That's not how we handle this situation. And we talk about it. And I think that, you know, maybe that's something, you know, other moms are afraid to, to admit. Like, I'm afraid to screw up my child. That's all I got for that, you guys. <laughs> that's a heavy fear. And I'm very honest about the fact that every day I work on this. Every day I look in the mirror and I say, girl, like, 
You're not perfect, but you got this. And your child is going to love you and know that you tried your best and know that you gave everything in your soul to provide a great life for her where she is, you know, comfortable and happy and also, you know, good person. And as she gets older, I think that she will definitely know that. And I think that other people out there, if you are nervous about whether you're going to be a good mom or nervous about whether you are momming well now, you got it, right? Take a moment. You got it. Your kid is human. Eventually, they'll understand mommy's a human too. Uh, And it'll all work out. But yeah, you guys. So those are the things that I am afraid of. Uh, I'd love to hear things that you guys are afraid of, um, send me a voice message. Uh, tell me what makes your skin crawl, whether it be creepy crawly spiders or major life things like parenting and <laughs> uh, buying a house or things like that. Those are some fears. I want to hear your fears. Send them to me. I know this whole episode I've been saying, you know, my mantra for today is YOLO. (laughs) Um, But I wanted to end on a a more serious note. Uh, One of the mantras that has really stuck with me and helped me deal with my fears is is simply, it's I am open. And you could just take the time and say this three times to yourself whenever you're feeling a little overwhelmed or afraid. Just take the time and say, I am open. Because if you are open, I feel that being open cancels fear. It cancels it because you're open to the possibility of great success. But you're also open to the possibility of failure. You're you're aware that things could go either way, but you're optimistic that they will go in your way. You are open to the pain of a situation. You're open to the joy of a situation. You're open to the truth. You're open to any answers that may come to you. And you're open to the universe and its blessings that it is sending your way, right? Because you're worthy of those blessings. And you're open to things that might change that day. You're open to, you know, maybe if you're feeling you're not the best mom that day, you're open to the fact that your kid might have a meltdown and it is what it is. You're open to all the possibilities that may come to your way, to all the miracles that may come to you, and you're open to all of the great surprises that life has to offer, which might scare the bejesus out of you, but it could be so awesome well all righty you guys thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my special edition halloween episode of the fit mess mama podcast i hope you have a wonderful halloween i hope it's spooky and silly and scary and all of the good things and i hope you are open today open to 
everything that may come your way and open to processing it in your own way. Um, Have a wonderful day. Happy Halloween. Eat lots of candy and get back on your track with your workout tomorrow, you guys. Have a great day. Hello.